0: But well, today our message is called Finding Courage. <clears throat> now, the dictionary defines courage as the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, or pain without fear. And so when do we need courage? Well, we need it when we're facing difficulty, pain, or danger. Now, in life, God allows each one of us to be tested from time to time by these things, difficulty, danger, or pain. And God's intention when these things come into our lives is not to punish us, it's, it's not to hurt us, but to make us stronger. God wants to prepare us for the future. Just as he prepared Joshua, we'll read the verse in Joshua 1, 9. On your bulletin there's a white page, I encourage you to take it out, that has the outline and the verses written out, they'll also be up on the screen as well. God is speaking to Joshua here, and he says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, when did God give these instructions to Joshua? It was after Moses, his mentor and leader of all of Israel, had died. It was when they were standing on the border of the promised land, ready to enter. Joshua was now going to take control, leadership of the entire nation of Israel and enter into a military operation to, to uh, conquer the people who are living in the promised land. And so in this verse, we see what Joshua needed. He needed to be strong and courageous. The opposite of being courageous, we see in this verse, is to be frightened, to be dismayed, to be overwhelmed by the task that God is calling you to do. And that was what Joshua was tempted to be, to be frightened and dismayed. But God says, don't give in to those emotions. Be strong and courageous because I am with you. Joshua was following God. He'd followed him all of his life. God was with him and he could be encouraged. I'd like us to watch a short video uh, called Strong and Courageous. So the words that God spoke to Joshua thousands of years ago, he's speaking to us. He's speaking to us this morning to be strong and courageous. In case you're wondering, was that just an Old Testament thing? Well, let's look at a verse from the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Instructs us to be on your guard, to stand firm in the faith, to be courageous, to be strong. That sounds pretty... Slimmer to what God told Joshua in the Old Testament. We must be on our guard because there's, a da- there's an enemy lurking. Uh, there's a danger in front of us. But despite that, we can be strong and courageous. Now, as a believer, just as Joshua was about to enter the promised land, as a believer, God has, as it were, a promised land for us. Now, heaven is the ultimate promised land. That's in the next life. That's in eternity. But God, I believe, has a as it were, a promised land for us here on this earth. And that promised land for us, it's not a geographic location. It's a a place of fulfilled promises. It's a place of God's plan and purpose for your life. It's where you achieve God's plan for your life. It's, It's something that's going to take courage for us to reach our promised land. Because standing between you and the promised land that God has for you is an enemy. And he's going to do everything he can to stop you from reaching that promised land. If you shrink back in fear, if you say, I I can't do it, I can't break through, then you won't get to your promised land. But courage and faith in God will help us or will allow us to break through. Now, in the Old Testament, most of Israel did not make it to the promised land because they didn't have faith. They died in the wilderness. They died in the desert. And today, many believers miss out on God's fulfilled promises for their life because of fear and lack of courage. And so today, we're going to look at a little-known faith hero. That's our message series, Faith Heroes, named Caleb. Caleb and Joshua were the only ones who demonstrated the courage that was needed to get to the promised land. None of the others Did And we're going to learn how faith in God produces extraordinary courage. And so faith and courage begins as we believe in God's promises. Our story begins in Numbers chapter 13. And God is directing Moses what... uh, uh, God is directing... uh, Well, I guess this was Moses here at this point. Uh, Moses has not yet died. He says, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the people of Israel from each tribe of their fathers. You shall send a man, every one a chief among them. And so God directed Moses to send out 12 spies, one from each tribe into the promised land, the land of Canaan. Now notice here it says the Lord said he was giving the land to the people of Israel. It was going to be a gift to them. That was God's promise. Of course, that's why we call it the promised land. Uh, Because God had promised the land to them. And so if God was giving the land to Israel, why were they sending out the spies? Well, the spies were sent so that the people could prepare for the promise. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up into the Negev and into the hill country and see what the land is. And whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. And the spies, therefore, were to go into the land, to get the lay of the land. That would be important for the military conquest. They were also to see whether the defenses were strong and where they were weak, where there were a lot of enemy soldiers and where there were few. And so the purpose of the spying was not to decide whether or not they could conquer the land. The purpose of the spying was for them to cooperate with God in entering and conquering the promised land that God had already promised to give them. The purpose of the spying was to prepare for Israel's part in seeing God's promise fulfilled. You see, it takes faith and action on our parts, working together with God to see his promises fulfilled in our lives. Now notice that Moses concludes by telling the spies to be of good courage. They're going to need courage. In the face of the things that they were going to see. They were not to be fearful or discouraged by the difficulty of the conquest. It would be a difficult conquest. But they they were to be encouraged by the good fruit of the land. The good things that God was going to bring in their lives that he had promised to give them. And so they were warned not to lose courage. Courage. Well, the spies went into the land. The 12 spies, they spied everything out. They got some of the fruit of the land. They came back. They reported, the land is flowing with milk and honey. Now, that's a figure of speech. There weren't rivers of milk and rivers of honey. It was a a fruitful land. It was a wonderful land. It was far different than the desert that they had just gone through. Now, all of the spies, 12 spies, they saw the same things. They experienced the same things in the land. But we'll see there were two groups. And they drew very different conclusions. The first group of ten spies began to talk about how strong the people in the land were. How heavily fortified the cities that they were to conquer were. And finally that they saw there were giants in the land. Very tall, strong people. Now, this was all hand-to-hand combat, you understand, for the most part. And yet, one of the spies drew a different conclusion than the majority. He saw the very same things, and that one was Caleb. It says, Caleb quieted the people in Numbers 13, verse 30, before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him, the other spy, says, We are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. So Caleb in the minority had the faith to believe that what God had promised could actually happen. God could deliver it. He could cause them to be able to enter into and conquer the promised land. He hadn't lost courage even though he'd seen the size of the enemy armies. He'd seen the fortifications of their cities. He'd seen the height of their soldiers. he said, we can do it because God has promised it to us. The other ten spies concluded there are more of them than us. They are stronger than us. Their cities are walled. We don't know how to break through. And so we can't do it. They'd lost courage. They'd lost courage to believe in God's promise. Now, thinking about ourselves, the first step, in finding courage for your own life, as to have confidence in God's promises. God wants us to have a faith in God that is bigger than any enemy, than any difficulty that you may encounter in life. Now, in the case of the spies, was it the majority or the minority who were right? It was the minority. The majority is not always right. The majority of people around you will often be doubters, grumblers, and complainers. Don't listen to them. Listen to God and people with courage like Caleb. So let's think today about what promise from God's word are you seeking to hold on to today? What promise has God given you? You have not yet reached that promise. That promise has not yet been fulfilled. Something is standing in the way. It might be a promise of Of physical healing. You may be battling an illness in your life. And maybe it's difficult. Maybe the doctors have no answer for it. But God's word to you this morning is do not be frightened. Be strong and courageous. Believe in the Lord who is your healer. And I would encourage you to take a step of faith at the end of the service today. To come forward. To be anointed with oil. And prayed for will join our faith with yours to see the promise fulfilled in your life. Maybe you've been prayed for in the past, and yet Jesus told us to keep on praying until the answer comes, to persevere in our prayers until we see the answer fulfilled. Take a courageous step and believe in God's promise. Next, we need to speak boldly for God. Well... Getting back to our story in Numbers chapter 14, Caleb had spoken, the ten spies had spoken, and who did the rest of Israel listen to? They listened to the majority. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness. Well, the congregation had listened to the ten fearful spies rather than the two courageous spies. It was Caleb and, as we'll learn, it was Joshua as well. Caleb and Joshua had courage. The people believed these ten spies over the promises of God, over the leadership of Moses and Aaron. In fact, they wanted to choose a new leader to lead them back into slavery in Egypt. Why? Because they were so frightened of the enemies in the promised land, they thought... They would all be killed if they went in and at least it would be better to be alive as a slave in Egypt. Somebody needed to step forward. Somebody needed to speak boldly for God and exercise courageous faith. Verse 6, And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we passed through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. And so Joshua and Caleb, they couldn't believe what the people were saying. They tore their clothes in mourning and in unbelief at the people's desire to go back to Egypt, of all places, that God had just delivered them from. Caleb gave a good report about the goodness of the land, and the Lord would bring them into the land and give it to them. He told the people, don't fear the people of the land. Why? Because God is with them. And how did the people respond? Well, we don't have all the verses, you can read it for yourself. They wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb. (laughs) Suddenly, the glory of the Lord appeared. He was not going to let Joshua and Caleb be stoned. And he spoke to Moses. God saw what was going on, and He rewarded courage of the few. God said, "None of the men who have seen My glory and My signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and yet have put Me to the test these ten times, and have not obeyed My voice, shall see the land that I swore to give to their fathers. And none of those who despise Me shall shall see it, but My servant Caleb." Because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring him to the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. And so God noticed the vast difference between the fear and rebellion of the other ten spies and then of the people, and the faith and obedience of Caleb. The people who were 20 years and older, who had rebelled against the Lord, would die in the desert, and only Caleb and Joshua would be able to enter The promised land. Now, why the distinction? Why the difference? Well, notice the words that the Lord uses to describe Caleb. Caleb was the Lord's servant. He lived to serve God, not himself. He had a different spirit. The spirit of God was in him, and he was following the spirit of God. He had faith. It says he followed the Lord fully. Not partly, not only when things were good, not only when there was an easy path ahead, but even when things were difficult. And so God rewards courage. Now at one point in their report, the fearful spies said, We seem to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seem to them. Grasshoppers against giants. Doesn't seem like a fair fight. If I was a grasshopper, I wouldn't want to get into a fight with a giant. And so all that the fearful spies saw was their enemies, the giants. And they looked at themselves. And they weren't grasshoppers, were they? But they seemed like grasshoppers to themselves in comparison to these giants. And what were they missing? Well, they were missing God. God was in the equation. They were missing his promises. They were afraid to speak boldly for God. So let's think about what enemies are standing between you and God's promised land for your life. Or it might be an enemy standing between a family member or a relative and and God's promise for their life. Now what might these enemies be? Well, the enemies might be a besetting sin. Some kind that you just can't shake loose from. It might be an addiction of one kind or another that you can't seem to overcome. It, It could be alcohol, it could be drugs, illegal or legal. Smoking, pornography, and other sexual addiction, addiction. And we could go on and on with, with enemies that could keep us from God's promises. Or it could be something that we don't think of as being so bad. It could be an issue with anger. It could be an issue with depression. It could be an issue with overeating. It could be anything that's keeping you from the promises of God in your life. And oftentimes when you see that enemy in front of you and you've tried to break through and you haven't been able to, you feel like a, a grasshopper against this enemy. It just seems too big, too powerful. But God doesn't want you to think of yourself as a grasshopper in light of your enemy. He wants you to be a giant killer who wins the victory through God's strength. And you can be. If you need help in any of the areas I mentioned or any of other areas, you need God has designed the church to be part of the army that helps you break through. I encourage you to come forward for prayer at the end of the service. I strongly encourage you to get involved in, in our Living Free group on Thursday nights as well. or Other people can be there with you to help you defeat the giant in your life. Finally, as we break through the enemy, we are going to receive God's promise. So we're going to pick up the story of Caleb 45 years later. The people had come to the border of the promised land and the people had rebelled. And God had sentenced them to wander in the desert for 40 years. All the adults over age 20 had perished. Caleb and Joshua wandered for 40 years in the desert along with the other people without faith. Our story picks up when Caleb and Joshua are now in the Promised Land. They had joined with the next generation and they had begun to conquer the enemy and had come into the promised land, and God was giving it to them. And Caleb begins to recount how he got to where he was. I'm going to jump over to the book of Joshua, chapter 14, verse 7. Caleb says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. And so the courageous and bold words that Caleb had spoken 45 years before came from his heart. Caleb's heart was filled with faith, and so his words were faith-filled words. Whatever's in our heart comes out in our words, for better or for worse. Caleb had now fought with all of Israel as they conquered the promised land, and now he was ready to receive God's promise for his own life And for his family. He continued to remember how he had followed God wholeheartedly. Verse 8. He says, but my brothers, which were the other spies, the other ten, who went up with me, made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. And so the fear-filled words, the doubting words of the other spies had sapped the courage of the rest of the people. They listened to them. And their hearts melted in fear. They didn't have the courage to go up against the giants of the land. Now, Caleb didn't listen to the other ten spies. He was listening to God. He chose to follow God wholeheartedly in faith. And I believe that people who follow God wholeheartedly in faith are just not going to be in the majority. That's how it is. Jesus talked about the wide road and the narrow road. The narrow road is the people of faith. The wide road is the people who are not in faith. But those who follow God wholeheartedly will be able to claim their reward. He goes on, Caleb goes on in verse 10. He says, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, just as he said. These 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel walked in the wilderness, and now behold, I am this day 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then, for war and for going and coming. And So Caleb had walked with God for 40 years in the desert. He'd fought with Israel for five years in conquering the promised land. God had sustained him through all of those years. He was still strong enough to fight, and so Caleb now was claiming his reward in the promised land. And so he says now, Give me this hill country, of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how the Anakim were there, with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall drive them out, just as the Lord has said. The other ten spies had been afraid to go into the land because of the Anakim. The Anakim were giants that were around at that time. Undoubtedly, the giant Goliath, you remember the story of David and Goliath? Goliath was one of the last of the Anakim. He came from the town of Gath in which the Anakim lived. And so the land was given to Caleb. We read later that he went into the land. He drove the Anakim out. He killed three of the giant sons of Anak in the process. Caleb had believed and held on to God's promise for 45 years. He was 85. He could have believed he was too old to defeat the giants in the land, but not Caleb. He was as courageous at 85 as he was when he was 40 years old. He was still following God with his whole heart. Now today, some people are fearful and not courageous because they think they are too young. Other people think they are too old. Some people are fearful because they think they're too weak. We're not smart enough, but God has victories for you to win. He has enemies for you to conquer. So don't count yourself out. Don't think you can't receive God's promises for your life. The promises that God has for you are for you and I today. It's not just for other people. It's not just for people thousands of years ago written about in the Bible. Those stories are meant to encourage us today. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Speak boldly for God. Both to yourself. Have you ever discouraged yourself by your self-talk? Speak boldly to yourself. Speak in faith to yourself. Speak in faith to others. Don't listen to the grumblers or complainers that you can't do this. It's never going to happen. Continue to follow God wholeheartedly. Follow Him until you claim your reward in the promised land, here on this earth and ultimately in heaven. Now, in order to be a courageous leader for God, you must be one of God's children. You you must be saved. There are not multiple ways to be saved. It's only through faith in Jesus Christ that one one is saved. To become a believer, according to the Bible, you need to admit that you've sinned. Sin at its very essence is simply following your plan for your life rather than God's plan. That's what sin is. We admit that we've sinned. We repent. We turn away from that sin and we believe that Jesus died on the cross, that our sins might be forgiven. He paid the penalty for our sins. That we might have eternal life. We invite him into our lives and we commit our lives to following him and his plan. I'd like to ask us all to bow our heads right now, and if you'd like to commit your life to Jesus Christ for the first time or recommit your life, I'd encourage you to pray along with me. Say something like this. Father, today I admit that I've sinned. I've done wrong things. I've been following my plan for my life rather than yours. Please forgive me. I believe that Jesus died on the cross, Pay the penalty for my sin. That I might be forgiven. Come into my life. I commit myself to following you, Jesus. Because I believe you're arisen from the dead. And you have the perfect plan for my life. I commit myself to following you as my Lord and Savior from this day forward. And for those of us who are believers, let's pray as well. Father, we thank you for teaching us today how, how extraordinary courage can come through faith in you. Forgive us for the times when we've allowed our hearts to be filled with, with fear and not faith. Forgive us for the times we listen to grumblers and complainers who are rebelling against your plan. God, help us to not lose courage in the face of the enemies that are confronting us. Help us to speak boldly both to ourselves and to others. Help us to speak what's in our heart, words of faith coming from a heart of faith. And we choose to follow you wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly, wholeheartedly believing that you're going to reward us through your promises. Today we ask for you to strengthen those who are facing enemies in their lives, whether a physical illness, besetting sins, or some other difficulty. Give them the courage, God, To join together with others in prayer to defeat those enemies. And we thank you, God, that you will give us the victory through Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.